Hello, I'm glad you clicked on follow. And as we tuned in to today's Minutes with Maurice podcast, my faithful listeners will recall that today we're going to consider the possibility of angels existing. There is so much information and so many opinions regarding angels that I found it difficult to sort out relevant details that would make sense to a listener. There is no single source to which we can attribute the following comments. What is presented is what I have gleaned from my research of angels. I do not intend to plagiarize, but most of this has been taken from the internet. Good, bad, eye-opening, believable. It's up to you to attach any label that fits your beliefs. We have all heard about the angels in the Bible, but what do we know about them? Jewish tradition believes that there is a spiritual world that exists parallel to our physical world. While so much of this spiritual reality is hidden from our eyes, we believe that these worlds are inextricably intertwined. The happenings of the physical world influence and reflect the spiritual world and vice versa. We pray to a God who is invisible and incorporeal, knowing that his actions above will have a real impact down below. The Jewish view on angels is another facet of this belief. In one of the most famous scenes of the Bible, Jacob dreams of a ladder spanning heaven and earth, with angels ascending and descending upon it. The ladder symbolizes the bridge that connects between the physical world and the heavenly realms, and the angels are God's unseen couriers on this bridge. Even our forefather was surprised by the glimpse into the spiritual world. Quote, When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. Unquote. Jacob understood that God's angels are all around us, even if we don't know it. In Jewish tradition, we sing Shalom Al-Kaim to these angels when they accompany us home from synagogue on the Sabbath Eve. And we call them to guard us as we go to sleep and to protect us when we go on a long journey. The most common Hebrew word for angels is Melakim, which can mean also messengers. Angels are God's messengers, his army of helpers, charged with guiding, protecting, challenging, and helping human beings. As it says in Psalms, quote, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard in all your ways. End quote. God created these celestial beings with the sole purpose of carrying out his will. 
while worthy of all and respect, they should not be worshipped instead of God, and they do not have the ability to change reality. They do not have free will or autonomy like human beings, but rather were created to fill specific roles on behalf of God, such as delivering messages to human beings, protecting people, fighting evil forces, or praising and worshiping God. While the creation of angels is not detailed in the Bible, the Jewish sages explain that they were created prior to human beings. There are several types of angels, each with specific attributes and roles in the world. The Hebrew Bible does not provide any detailed explanation of what they are, how they look, or how they are classified. But later Jewish texts have provided us a more thorough understanding of Jewish angelology. As mentioned above, the most common type of angels in Jewish thought are malachim, messengers charged with delivering online messages to human beings on earth. This term appears many times throughout the Bible, sometimes referring to human messengers and sometimes to divine beings, such as Exodus, quote, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared, end quote. Cherubim are often depicted as winged creatures responsible for guarding sacred spaces, such as the two golden figures that rested on top of the Ark of the Covenant in the temple. Cherubim are mentioned in various biblical passages, including Exodus 25. Quote, There, above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the Ark of the Covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my comments for the Israelites. End quote. Described as the fiery, radiant beings with many wings, Seraphim are generally associated with divine worship and praise, as mentioned in Isaiah 6 3. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory, end quote. Now then, directly translated as the sons of God, benai Elohim, this term is used to refer to divine beings that appear in council before God, such as those mentioned in Job. Quote, One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them, end quote, 1, chapter 6. Although not explicitly mentioned in the Bible, Jewish mysticism and folklore mention other types of angels, such as guardian angels, 
charged with protecting people and angels who record the deeds of each individual for future judgment. Each, quote, each of the four had the face of a human being, and on the right side each had the face of a lion, and on the left the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle, end quote. However, in many Bible stories, the angels look like regular people, such as the three men who visit Abraham in Genesis 18, the two men who appear to Lot in Genesis 19, and the man who wrestles with Jacob in Genesis 32. Despite being called men in the text, Jewish tradition understands these characters as angels. Several individual angels are mentioned by name in the Bible. Perhaps the best, most well-known, Gabriel, serves as a messenger who appears to deliver important announcements, such as Daniel chapter 9, 21-22, quote, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, quote, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding, end quote. Gabriel also announced the births of John the Baptist and Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Another prominent angel in the Bible is Michael. He is described as a protector of man and a warrior against evil forces, such as in Daniel 12, quote, At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, such as he has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered, end quote. So too, in the Christian Bible, Michael appears as one who contends with the devil. Jude, chapter 1, 9. Raphael is known as the Archangel of Healing and Guidance. Despite the fact that we cannot see them and do not fully understand them, simply knowing that angels can transform the way we live our lives. The story of Jacob reminds us that people that appear in our lives to challenge us may actually be angels here to help us grow and self-actualize. Even if disguised as adversity, trials, and tribulations, we must remember that angels are always God's angels sent to help us on our spiritual journey. While we cannot always see the angels that surround us or recognize that identity when they are um, around us in human form, that does not mean that they are not there.
There are many angels among us, and we can be angels too. But wait, not all angels are considered saintly. Four of many angels stand out in historical writings. The names of God's fallen angels include Lucifer, who is Christian lore, became Satan after his fall. And the angel Belial, also associated with Satan. Beleth is also one of the most powerful fallen angels. Beleth is a demon king who rules over 85 legions of demons and appears with a blast of trumpets on a pale horse when he is summoned. Abadona was once the great friend of the angel Abdiel. He was once a seraphim and believed to be remorseful for his apostasy. Christian theologians reject this, however. Since Abadona is now a demon, he can only think evil thoughts, and he cannot repent. Caim rules over 30 legions of demons. He takes the form of a thrush or a blackbird. He can also take the form of a man. Bible and historical writings tell us that angels have a hierarchy among them. Seraphim and cherubim are rated one and two. Seraphim are heavenly beings who fly above the throne of God. Seraphim, or seraphs, have six wings. They use two to fly, two to cover their faces, and two to cover their feet. The book of Isaiah is the only book in the Bible that describes seraphim. The word seraphim is thought to be Hebrew for burning ones or fiery serpents. Biblical scholars believe seraphim are personal attendants to God. According to Christian tradition, seraphim rake higher, um, highest among the angels. But wait, once more. I have only explored the possibility of heavenly beings as angels. What about earthlings that we know are angels because that's their name? What about the Los Angeles Angels baseball team? Should they be considered modern-day messengers of God or simply a group of baseball players whose goal is to make as much money as possible in as short a time as possible? Well, what about children named angel at birth? Does that ordain them as one of God's angels on earth? Not likely, but nice to accept by believers. It was not, or is not, my intention to change anyone's belief as they apply to divine or physical interpretation of angels. It has been my goal to simply help us consider the world of what if. 
It is not up to me to judge, but up to you to follow your convictions. Thank you for listening to today's Minutes with Maurice podcast. Be sure to check on follow for next week's podcast. And until then, I am Maurice St. Germain.